Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Do you remember how elementary school music teachers would teach music? They'd be like, ta, 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 triple T, ta, ta, ta. Yes. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino, and that lovely voice was Hannah Brown, not of The Bachelorette. No, fuck her. What? I don't watch The Bachelorette, but you told me she's got like a little bit of a Southern accent. Yeah, she's like, I can say that I am falling for you. She sounds like Brittany from Vanderpump Rules. Brittany is a little more up here. Like, she she adds more syllables mm, than, does, than, yeah, than Hannah does. Yeah, than Hannah does. Interesting. Hannah's a, a different type of pageant, pageant queen. Do people online think that you're Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette? I think so. That's why my Instagram 
bio right now is not the one from The Bachelorette. <laughs> That's like literally it. what it says. Like, yeah. FYI, everyone. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Hannah, welcome to the show. It's a holiday week. It's July 4th this week. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling a little lazy for July 4th. And I was like, I need a guest. I've been doing so many of these solo recaps. I was like, I need someone to help me carry the... What do they carry the stone or the what? torch? Carry the torch or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Now I have to say before we start talking about Southern Charm mm-hmm. that I have been playing a lot of Mario, mm-hmm. and so if I kind of slip into a, it's a me, that's why. Great. Well, also you're Italian, so like it makes sense. That I should have led with that. I should have said uh, that's why. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> when you're playing Mario, do you imagine like yourself in the overalls, like jumping and dancing and grabbing and? I fancy myself as more of a Luigi because he's tall and I'm yeah, tall. Yeah, totally. But then I'm Mario. Mario's the star. And you're wearing red right now. I'm wearing red and I'm also kind of like short and stout. So it's a you. <laughs> it's a me, Hannah. <laughs> Last time you were on the show, we did a lot of share impressions. So We did. <laughs> Wagon wheel watushi. Wagon wheel watushi. So this week, it'll uh, hopefully be more Mario impressions. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll yeah. see where it goes. We'll anyway, we're going to talk about Southern Charm. I don't believe that Roni is new this week. I could be wrong, but it's July 4th, so I'm assuming it's not new. And Beverly Hills wasn't new this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming this will be the only Everything Iconic episode this week. Uh, Even if Roni's new, it's still going to be the only episode of Everything Iconic because it's July 4th, and I'm going to be busy watching Stranger Things. Me too. Cannot wait. I will be talking to no one. Yeah, I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Me too. Excited I don't have to hear from you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, we got to talk about this episode of Southern Charm. What did you? What are you thinking of Southern Charm so far this season? I honestly love it. Yeah, I like, and it's not always like stuffed to the gills with drama, but I do think that they're all attractive and entertaining enough that like I really enjoy it. I really appreciate the producing of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like they do a good job. Even next week on the show, we see a scene where Ashley comes back, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's good producing. Like they realized. There isn't a whole ton of drama. Right. And they need to bring her back. And I think in like a Housewives, they would maybe steer clear of something like that. Because mm-hmm. actually was such a divisive presence last season. Mm-hmm. But I think they know what they need for a good TV show. And I appreciate that. Oh, 100%. I will say the one thing that like, talk about beating a dead horse, the Austin and Madison drama, like, I don't care about them at all. And I know you don't either. Yeah. And that Madison. Video, Madison. 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 <laughs> Madison. And we always see that footage of the him coming out of the room like picking little, out his boner or yeah. whatever and it's like enough with that three-way scene like yeah. or whatever that was i don't need to see that video one more time they've shown it to us every goddamn minute every every second and, also, <laughs> and i also just like i think madison is just kind of boring so i'm like i don't really care about what happens to you like i see i feel the opposite about i like madison i just really? don't care about that scene is I it actually, because she reminds you of jay simps a lot of that yeah <laughs> i think also something about her I feel like she, you know what I noticed this episode, a lot of the women in on Southern Charm, I like that they're all kind of ballsy. And mm-hmm. I think the Southern stereotype of like these women being subservient to the men yes. is not true with these women. Like, and I like that about her. And even like I saw her on, I don't know if it was Watch What Happens Live or whatever, but Madison was saying like, yeah, I, I hooked up with some other guy because Austin hooked up with some other girl. Yeah. And I just like that attitude because I feel like these men... On Southern Charm, they, they can get away with anything, and oh. they, tr- they treat the women shittily a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, so I just like someone who's giving them a little bit of a taste of their own medicine. Totally. Whereas ordinarily, if Ma- Madison was on like Vanderpump Rules or something, I think I would not like her as much. Uh-huh. I see what you're would saying. I? I don't know. Let me think about that. <laughs> I mean, I would be annoyed if she 
literally was like, after everything I did for you, and then left Austin and then made us suffer through a fucking wedding on Instagram that was hideous. Oh that God, would the, upset me. The Britney Vanderpump Rules wedding is what yeah. you're talking you about? You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead here. But when Shep said that he didn't like rednecks, I was like, then why are you friends with Jackson Britney? <gasps> But now we <laughs> but said now it. But now we said it. I'm just saying like I just gasped. It's not about it's not about Madison being a redneck, which like A isn't true, and B like you just don't fucking like her. So just he's, say I that. Know, Shep has been such a dick this season. I know. And, like, I honestly can't handle it. And then he was honest. I like that he was honest about that comment, but also like what an asshole. Like, why are you calling her a redneck? Because right. she's working. Like, exactly. Was, like, what's the thing? Like you're, you're making fun of someone for working right. because you don't work. Like, I don't understand. Spoiled that. little rich boy. And like, not even a fucking French bulldog puppy can redeem him at this point. Did you watch the wedding coverage, <laughs> the Royal wedding coverage Ugh, of Vanderpump unfortunately, Rules? Unfortunately, you know, I was hoping that Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's wedding would bury theirs, but alas, algorithmically, that's not the case. And I'm like, I didn't even seek it out. That's a lie. I totally did. I tried to stay away from it. I told you I, I was know. trying to stay away from the Jackson Brittany wedding coverage, but everyone was like DMing me like clips or they would send me stories. And I was like, I can't get away from it. I really tried. Yeah. But it was impossible. I did love the Dana Schroeder footage the highlight that was the highlight stassi's mom had a really great drunk footage and she goes she was holding these like very carrie bradshaw like gold feathery shoes and she's like i forgot to show (laughs) stassi my shoes she was so upset and i'm like stassi would love your shoes dana make sure you show her she was also photographing everything from above which is what i do too it's like the best angle yeah myspace yeah it's like you go you put your hands like very high above and she was doing that but it was like just like a lot of cleavage coverage so much titty it was like a lot of titty for me to see when i was watching it but i still appreciated the thirst of it me too and just in general i like it also i love terry maloney katie maloney's mom and so Uh, i was following her footage yes she's so cute she's so cute she's like she should be the whole star of that whole program get the rest of the girls off yeah terry maloney is the star i want the moms to have like a spinoff i I want dodie's mom to get more more screen time i know like we haven't really learned a lot about dodie's she's mysterious she's mysterious Witchy, I, witchy woman. I saw, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a lot of footage of the moms together that wedding weekend. And mm. that was really thrilling to me because like Sheena's mom, I feel like they have a good show in them. Like that's what we need. Erica Van Olfen would carry it because her and Dana. Her and Dana, like they have star power and Terry Maloney. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to see these I think moms. Terry would be like the voice of reason. That's 100%. like Erica, like you didn't need to do that. But then like snap on Dana. Erica and Dana would be like the messy ones that like started shit. I yeah. would love that. And we could get like some of the older women on Vanderpump Rules, like Diana in there. Yes. Or, or who are the other managers? Um, Guillermo's wife. Is that Diana? That's that's, no, that's Natalie. Natalie. We get yeah. Natalie in there. Uh-huh. Wow, Maybe that's LVP's show. new show. I would love that so much more than anything else. Like I, w- I think I would enjoy that more than the next season of Vanderpump Rules. I think so. But it was a lot of wedding coverage and a lot of sponsorships. A lot and of here's sponsorships. what I was thinking. We're going to get back to Southern Charm in just one second. But there's so much that we know from social media now. It's a little upsetting because we're going to have to watch the season play out. Mm-hmm. And it's like we already know what happens. And I hate that we do know so much. Yeah. But it was... Like I said, almost impossible to get away from it. It's like anyone who follows Bravo stuff online right. or any of these people, it's like we all saw the footage. We saw the Instagram stories, all of it. Right. And so I know when the next season comes up, they're going to be like, 
trying to tease stories like, yes. oh, is Tom the best man? Right. Or, or that kind of thing. And it's like, we know that he was there. Right. And like, yeah, they're going to try and make it seem like, oh, but is the wedding going to happen? Like, there's drama. And then like, I li- literally just listened to Stassi's podcast and she's like, we're having the best time. Uh, yeah. Kentucky Castle AF. Uh. Isn't that good? <laughs> that one's good. Nice. I know. It, it, it sucks. And it's not the producer's fault, really. It's no. like, I don't know how they control that. It's just the world we're in at. Right. No. I will say, I love when like a couple. It's like, the world we're in at. No, it's the world, the world of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> it's um, a me. I feel like I do like when a couple like personalizes their wedding and it's like, these are things we like, like this is us. I will say that the things that they like are not the things I like. Like, I don't really mm. want like a line of Hooters girls at my wedding. I don't want a Taco Bell truck. I love junk food at a wedding. I'm not above it by any sure. means. Just Taco Bell is not my favorite junk food. Mm. I would do like a tray of McDonald's everything. Mm, I've been craving McDonald's a lot Me lately. Too. Like I haven't had it in a while. I'm going to get it this week. Yummy. Oh, we need to get to Southern Charm okay. because here we are. I was saying I don't want to do wedding coverage. And here we are talking about the, are. this wedding. Not the royal wedding, it. but it was a wedding. Mm-hmm. And Shep was there. And speaking of Southern Charm, it was like he was posting all sorts of things from that wedding. Also, and I don't follow him, but people, that's what, people were sending me his stuff. Yes. He also is very, very woke on Twitter. And then I'm like, but again, how are you friends with Jackson Brown? But don't you find that a lot of Shep's like, comments are just to try to lure people in his corner like they feel manipulative uh-huh. to I, me. I see what you're saying that's how i feel i'm picking up what you're putting down now we said it now we said it um also so the previously on we didn't talk about this i talk about it every single week we mm-hmm. still aren't getting the theme song we got the bapadoos but we're not getting like the full opening credits of the show and that's he's what got i'm money. yeah we got <laughs> he's got scandals to pass the time <laughs> That was good. I hit that. That was really good. Was that good? Full falsetto. Uh, watch out, Justin Timberwolf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming your way. Anyway, we open the episode of Sh- with Shep putting together dog stuff because he got Craig the dog. Mm-hmm. He's getting Craig the dog. And he was putting together all this dog stuff. And then Cameron arrived to go pick up the dog. And mm-hmm. she noticed these hooker boots. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whose hooker books, boots are these? And I just felt bamboozled because I felt like they purposely put those on the floor. Mm-hmm. The camera people knew that they were there. They didn't move them out of frame. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was just, it annoyed me. And I don't know why exactly. Well, because I want to know who is this mysterious woman. Who is she? I want to know. And why, if we're going to talk about her, show us. Yeah. Show us the hooker. Show us the hooker. <laughs> Give me the hooker. Why did she leave her boots there? Like, yeah. Did she just go home with no boots? With yeah, no shoes? she walk home shoeless. What's I, her story? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. First of all, everyone has a story. <laughs> no. Second of all, I was driving to my day job that I have to start at like 530 in the morning. Um, and I was driving right by like the crunch on sunset. And there was just a pair of like strappy sandal heels that were just left. Yeah. Like like someone stepped out of them and then just kept walking. That makes sense. And I feel like that's what the hooker did. You know that same corner you're talking about? Yeah. I used to live right over there. Mm-hmm. And I once saw a man, like, this is gross. Shitting. He, like, literally took a poop on that corner. Like, and I I was stuck at the light and it was, like, impossible not to watch it. <laughs> it was like, he just literally took a, like, he just took Did he take a, his like, pants he, down? He wasn't fully naked. And he just took a poop in the corner. And like, I'm sorry, everyone, please don't write me a bad review based on the story, but I just need to tell my truth. And I <laughs> saw that and it was the most it, it, awful thing I've ever seen in person. It was like, oh I God. couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was just like shocking. And I felt like I didn't know what was happening. Anyway, that corner is disgusting. It's so funny how LA is like edited to be like the glitz and the glam, baby. And it's like, it's the <laughs> that's dirtiest. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that's showbiz, kid. It's the dirtiest place on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> Hollywood, the amount of people I've seen like... Uh, I'm not even yeah on Hollywood Boulevard. It's just so many. (laughs) Where were we? 
Um, the dog. <laughs> He's got money. Uh, then we also see, so as we cut between Shep and Cameron going to get the dog, we also cut to Chelsea and Austin fishing. I don't know why these exes are so close. Too close for comfort, in my opinion. I think that they were never actually together. I think it was all for the show. Mm-hmm. But now I'm finding that to be suspect that they're friends because I think they were always probably friends and the yeah. whole thing was a lie. Wow. I don't I like mean, that. I mean, Chelsea is like one of my biggest girl crushes. Me and too. I love her. Me too. I've always wanted to be like a cool girl like her, like a hot girl who's like one of the guys and is, but, but is also one of the girls. Like she's just cool. Um, but yeah, I agree. What were you going to say? And speaking of like... A, I was talking about that Southern stereotype. Mm-hmm. I think she she's fits a lot of that. Like she's very country in the best way, but mm-hmm. she's not closed minded, which I think is often the stereotype with mm-hmm. Southerners. And I like that her and Madison and, and to an extent Cameron too, all the women on the show. I like that. They're like that. Yes. I like that. They're authentically country. She'll, she'll call a guy out and then she'll go like spear fishing and then she'll like put on a cute little dress and go to dinner, like all in a day's work. Yeah. And Chelsea told Austin, he needs to stick up for Madison. And he does. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? If you're with Madison, like, how are you letting some guy like Shep say that she's whatever redneck? Yeah. It's like, fuck you stick up for her. I, I don't know. understand that. Yeah. He's like, Madison wanted me to punch him in the mouth. And Chelsea's like, that's Madison. What- <laughs> Madison. And then Chelsea's like, that's what my boyfriend would have done. I mean, he would. Chelsea's a slow talker. Yeah, that's I would have done that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Chelsea was right about that. And then we, um, we also, were reminded that Shep had like grabbed Chelsea violently. Do you, and I had totally forgotten about that. Do you remember that last season? No. Yeah. Like he had grabbed her. Chelsea had talked about it at the reunion or something, but apparently Shep had like tried to make out with her and like that's grabbed right. her violently. Yes. That's and so gross. I totally forgot about it. I'm like, Shep just, I don't think he's a good person. Like, I think he's trying to bamboozle everyone and think he's a good person. Like, oh, I'm just likable. I have a dog. I know. Some people message me and they're like, you're too hard on Shep. And I'm like, he's fine. Yeah, Shep will be fine. You know what? He needs someone to... Put him in his place. Yeah. Then we cut to the puppy breeder. And I just want to say, I watched this rescue movie on Netflix called Life in the Doghouse. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, it's about this gay couple that they basically like started a rescue center at their house. And I was cried hysterically. Aww. And one of the things I learned was like not to buy from pet stores, which I think most people already knew. Mm-hmm. But People do it anyway. People do it anyway. And it's so good. It's called Life in the Doghouse. If you want a good cry... It's also like interesting because it's this quirky gay couple and Cute. they're very odd. And is it like best in show with Jane Lynch and Paulette Bonafonte? <laughs> kind of. Like Rhapsody has two mommies. They started this. <laughs> they started this rescue in their house, and they literally have. I think it was over seventy rescue dogs in their house. Oh my god! But then they're also like absurd clean freaks. So they literally like spend their day cleaning up at, after the dogs. <laughs> And cleaning the house and everything. And they have people that work there, but they like, the sad thing is, it's like their life is not their own. They become Mm -hmm. almost obsessed. It's like they're hoarders, but with rescue animals. But it's like a good hoarders because they're also getting these dogs homes. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a great life in the doghouse. I cried hysterically at the end. But yeah. they're very weird. Like, this couple is very weird. But I'm excited to watch. They're nice. Anyway, he rescues a puppy from this, or, or Shep, I'm sorry, doesn't rescue. He goes to, a puppy breeder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a bad transition. Yeah, you're like so. Again, reasons why Shep is a suspect human being. <laughs> the dog was really adorable, though. So cute. Dog is so adorable. But I, how do you feel about him naming the dog Craig? I think it's an asshole thing to do. Me too. It's, it's like, like enough troll. is enough. It's such a troll, and it's like, come on, Shep, you're always such a dick to Craig. 
Poor Craig. Poor Craig is right. Although, Craig, I turned on him a little bit. I was going to say, this episode wasn't great for Craig. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, he's so fucking mean to Craig. And it's like, it's just one step too far to name the dog Craig. Come on. I know. I know. He's just so fucking smug. Craig's like, am I the namesake? Who's the namesake? You do a good crack. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I like when they took pictures together. I know. They were cute. We'll get to there. So mm-hmm. then we cut to Naomi and Catherine. They're at the hypnotherapist. And there was some word art here. I noticed some word Ooh. art, which I love a word art. You love art. word art. I don't, yeah. but I love you. <laughs> and apparently Naomi was hypnotized to be nicer. She said my Craigie made her a nightmare when they dated. And so her and Catherine laid down on these dog beds. I assume they were dog beds. <laughs> and... The hypnotherapist just was like, you know, connect your inner strength, breathe, look up. And she was like counting down. Did you yeah. notice? She was like, yeah. four, I am enough. Three, <laughs> <laughs> you're more than wordy. Two, feel a spring water over your hair. <laughs> Something it was like very bizarre. Um, but I wonder if hypnotherapy works. Do you think it works? I like to think it works. I mean, Simon Van Kempen stopped smoking. So, mm. you know, you just never know. But James Kennedy tried it and I don't think he's changed at all. So who's to say? Yeah, the two pillars of hypnotherapy you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I just like when Catherine cried and was like, don't make me do it. Or what, I forget I, what she said. I know. she. Uh, Catherine just let loose. She was yeah. on the brim. She like she was full all of a sudden like let loose. It was like the hypnotherapy ended. She woke up from that dog bed and she was just like, I can't believe somebody said I'm worthy. And that made me sad. That did make me sad. Those dog beds looked really comfortable. If I were hypnotherapizing you, I would be like, 10. It'd be like Real Housewives quotes. It'd be like, 10, go to sleep. Nine. Turtle time. Turtle time. Eight, get a hobby. Oh my God. All the classics. Yeah. They're all from Roni. Seven. You know what, Jill? Take it off your head. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Jill? Take it off your head. Take it off your head. Did I tell you Cindy Barsha followed me on Instagram? Yes. Do you know how fucking jealous I am of you right now? She sent me a message. I forget (gasps) what it said. Did I send it to you? I don't know. She sent me a message, like laughing, because I had posted that clip of her saying, you know what, Jill? Take it off your head. (laughs) And I was so excited that day. I was like shouting. I was like, Cindy Barsha followed me. I was like, the most hated housewife of all time. Oh my God. But like. Who do you think is the most hated housewife of all time? Now I think Camille. Mm. Camille's, this is not a good season for her. I always think of Peggy from Real Houses of Orange County, but Ooh. maybe I'm thinking of like one season wonders. People did really hate her. I hated her, like not in a fun yeah. way. No. Like, Camille just... has been nuts. Yeah. But P- I don't know. That's a good question. Who do you think? Uh, I don't know. But P.S. I would probably say the most hated house. Like Camille's being a good villain right now. But here's what mm-hmm. I want to say about Beverly Hills is like, why did we take a week off? Like we finally had a good episode last week and then they're like, okay, let's take a week off. Like, fuck you. I know. I got online to like look for it and I was like, where is it? Yeah, we finally got one good episode and then they're like, okay, now you got to wait two weeks until the finale. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. I just want to say too, last night I was with one of my friends and this dude that I recently have started seeing romantically and I did my Lisa Renna impression when she's like, I don't remember if I, <laughs> if I said it <laughs> and he thought it was funny, even though he didn't get the context. I was like, I, I really like him. Yeah. Rena. Rena, good old Rena. That's a good Rena. Do it again. I don't remember. <laughs> you guys can't see my face, but like I commit. The face is cut. Yeah. yeah. It sells up. <laughs> okay. Also, we learned that Craig texted Naomi about a museum they went to, like when they were on a vacation together. And Naomi had to text back, like, I don't remember. And like, what, an, what a funny thing. <laughs> she was like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like so funny. Like, Naomi was just in a different relationship than Craig was in. And it's becoming very clear it's now. Sad. It's very sad. I feel like it's like the end of like that movie Candy with Abby Cornish and Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> She's just yelling at him the whole time. I don't think I've ever She's seen like, that. Like, 
Do I need to say this? I'm trying to do an Australian accent, but I keep laughing. She's like, turn off the light, Dan. She's just yelling at called? It's called candy. It's like really depressing. Or like more more mainstream. Australian accent? Yeah. Or more mainstream, like Blue Valentine, when Michelle Williams is like, there is nothing left. I feel nothing for you. Um, Blue Valentine, Matt and I saw together in the theaters and like we broke up afterwards, like for a minute. Like we just we left like that movie. I cannot see a movie like that. I think it's one of the most depressing movies of all time. I love that movie. It is like not healthy to watch. It's like not. it's not okay. There was when I went through my first serious breakup, I was literally like dark in a room, like watching that movie, and like my friends came home because I was squatting at their apartment. Hannah, that for the is summer. not okay. I was just like drinking a beer on the floor watching it, and they were like, Hannah, what, are you- <laughs> what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> they were like, What are you doing? I, I would like, like carry you out of the room. Like I'd be like, You cannot do this to they were, yourself. Yeah, they were like, This is weird. And I, was I like, thought it was like a rom com. I don't know. We were like, Oh, Ryan Gosling. And we went yeah. to the theaters and then I literally like, thought the whole world was ending afterwards. I was like, I that is it's way too dark for me that movie that yeah. and the movie requiem for a dream like ruined me da-da, afterwards da-da. no i can't stop it okay stop i'm it. done i'm done <laughs> PTSD. i like literally like had to leave the room i remember in high school we watched one of my friends was like let's rent Re- Re- oh my god that was such a high school thing to do i did that too oh it's so fucked up and i remember like walking out of the room like i can't do it <laughs> yeah oh my god at the end i was so sad that like i couldn't physically cry i was just like shocked oh it's it too so much i don't i, I don't want a movie like that like give me a burlesque no, wagon wheel with two feet. Air rights. <laughs> you haven't seen the last of me. <laughs> anyway, um, Blue Valentine. Oh, so then we cut to Cam and her friend Lava. Mm-hmm. I think that was her name, Lava. Mm-hmm. Like Lava. She's oh, my Lava. I loved her. I did too. And she seems so comfortable on camera. She's so cute. I really wanted her more. We've seen her before, I think, at like a lunch or something with Cam. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see her more and more. Yes, she was so beautiful and so fun. And I loved how Cam like just like hates children's stuff. Me too. I, I'm gonna be that kind of mom where I'm like, get all this shit away from me. Yeah. And then she was like she was like, Cam, look, like a pig in a suitcase, a mouse in a matchbox. It's just like fun and cute. She's like, No. No, no, no I don't want it. No. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. I then we cut to Shep in the house with his puppy. And I do like the puppy. I mean, seeing a puppy is fun, no matter what. Yeah. It's nice to see him puppy, but it's so fucking smug of him to name it Craig. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to that photo shoot with the doggy. And for a second, a split second, I was attracted to Shep when he had the dog on his oh. chest. I was not proud of myself. It's okay. But it happened. I Puppies that, are powerful. He put that dog in his chest. Was that at the photo shoot? I don't know. When he had the dog in his chest, He's that like was with Cam earlier. But there was yeah. like a split second where I was like, oh my God, I'm attracted to him. And I was disgusted. And then it turned right away. Stopped. I snapped my, I snapped yeah. out of it. You snapped out of it. <laughs> but I was uh, for a second, and when Craig arrived at that photo shoot, and the two of them took the photos with the dog together, I was a little bit turned on. Turned on a little bit. I know. I thought it was cute. I mean, I like how Craig's a good sport about it. I'm very irritated for him, but I like that he can like laugh at it. Craigie reminds me of Tom Sandoval. Totally. <laughs> and also, like, kind of their voices. <laughs> their voices, aren't they? Yeah, they're kind of nasal. <laughs> yeah, they're a little nasal, but I, I think they would be friends. Like, oh, I need to see a crossover with those two. I'd love like a buddy comedy, like where they're like on a road trip. You know what I mean? I feel like they would just be really nice and like also. Bending the rules of masculinity. Yes, they would like do a lot of crying and like talking about their feelings and mm-hmm. things that every man should do. Yeah, I think that's the crossover we really need. I love that. So then we see a scene of Danny and Catherine at a computer. I think Catherine even yawned in this scene. Like I was yawning in this scene. This when I was like, this episode's boring. Yeah. It was kind of boring at first. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment in Catherine's confessional where I think she yawned. I didn't rewind it, but I'm assuming she yawned. I felt like, oh, we're just all bored here. 
Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? What do you make of Danny this season? I honestly, I love Danny. Like, I want to be her friend. I mean, like, I feel like I felt really badly for her when her and Catherine were fighting, and I'm happy that that stopped. Um, but I, I do think I like Danny better when she's a little like more um, fiery. Me too. I want to see her fight with somebody. I agree. Yeah. Like, I loved when she yelled at Ashley last season and was like, don't talk to her mm-hmm. that way. I was like, yes. She's like a full blown main cast member now, which yes. is weird. I got a lot of heat online because I said she does not look. 35 or whatever age she's telling mm. us she is a lot of heat you think Took she a looks lot older i think she looks uh, yes mm-hmm. <laughs> I, <won't. laughs> I sure do <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently she's i don't know cam's 35 too this is cam's 35th birthday yes and i thought for sure we would see jason because she had teased online that we're gonna see jason once for the love of pete and like what how what are we doing here where it's like we're having your birthday party but your husband's not there like that's it's upsetting that's too much of like crossing the line of believability to me. It's like, I know if she's throwing her own 35th mm-hmm. birthday party, he, mm-hmm. she's going to do it on a day he's off work. I know she doesn't want him on camera, but like at a certain point we need him on camera. I know. Even just like a little snippet. Also, I'm, the scene with Catherine and Danny that was boring, there was a part that stood, stood out to me where Catherine goes, I'm putting a little <laughs> makeup to start getting ready. <laughs> she like said she was going to put makeup on and start getting ready in a Dr. Evil voice for no reason. I, I didn't know she was yeah, like, I'm going to put a little makeup <laughs> Dr. Evil. <laughs> Go back and watch it, you guys. I'm telling you, it's it was funny. It made the scene for me. Oh my god! I and then Cameron admitted that she had Botox, and I was like, I want Botox because my forehead is just getting more wrinkly by the second. You don't have a wrinkly forehead. I have an 11 right here because I like furrow my brows a lot. Let me see. See, it's there. Will you uh, go with me? Yeah, Will you, you hold know, my hand? I went with somebody to get Botox recently mm-hmm. that had never done it. A friend, and I've never done it either, but. She was like devastated about it. She didn't like it. She liked it afterwards, but she she was like so terrified because she's terrified of needles. And um, I'm scared of needles too, but I, you know, it, it's weird with men. I always think about Botox. Like, I'm sure I'll do it sometime. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I, there's not a lot of men that get Botox, but like, I'm open to it. Yeah. I think like if you get good work, no one knows you get work. So yeah. I'm sure a lot of men do and you just don't know. I think Cameron's work is great too. Oh like whatever God, she's know. had done, I think is perfect. Yeah. I think, I think the trick is just not doing it too much. One of my aunts is like, you just get like a unit, a unit, a unit twice a year. Mm, wise Th- words from your aunt. Three, yeah. Aunt Karen, shout out. Do you remember in the La La Land? <laughs> she's like, my aunt used to live in Paris and then she breaks in the song. Yeah. <laughs> What a stupid movie. I hate that movie. And how do you call it a musical when all the songs are just reprises of City of Stars? Oh, yeah, right. City of Stars. It's like, enough is enough. City of Stars. Yeah. You know know what movie doesn't do that? Burlesque. That has a new song every 10 minutes. (laughs) I like when Christina just uh, is cleaning up her shop at the beginning and she just breaks in a song. She's like, whoa. (laughs) She always revs up. She sounds like a Mario Kart. (laughs) She sounds like that uh, sound effect mm-hmm. in yeah. Mario Kart when she's starting to sing. Uh, La La Land, I really love like the first 15 minutes of it. And mm-hmm. then I always fall asleep. And then I wake up when she's like, my aunt used to live in Paris. And those are the parts <laughs> I love. But if I ever watch the middle part of it, I'm like, this is the worst movie. I've but when I watch so the bookends, I love it. Yeah. I know, but it's like, just write a one-person show and do it, and you'll be a star. And also, I'm like, yeah. oh, is it that easy? Because I better get to writing. I know. Also, it's like the white man is just a jazz expert. Saved like, jazz. Come on. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Anyways. Get out of here. But I do love that. First 10 minutes. What are those first songs? <laughs> and when they're on that freeway, yeah. when they are on that freeway, you think, like, I'm settling in for, like, a really 
diverse story. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because it's like all these people of color and everything. Totally. And then all of a sudden it's like a white man in jazz. Yeah. And you're like, oh, never mind. (laughs) Take backsies. What movie of Ryan Gosling's do you like? Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, it's obsessed. Because I feel like we just hated on a lot of Ryan Gosling. Seriously? It's like you're photoshopped. You sound like Emma Stone. Thank you. You do some good impressions. I do some good impressions. <laughs> do you remember the part where she has that drink and she's a Josh Groban and she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big Emma Stone fan. I'm going to get heat for that. I shouldn't say that. I, 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 her and Jennifer Lawrence, I'm happy that they're friends because I don't need in on that friendship. Mm, this is going to bite me in the ass We're going to get some heat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to take some, don't DM us about this. Here's the thing. I'm like, if I, like, not saying that I'm on this trajectory, but if I were ever to meet them, it's like some troll would like post this clip and be like, don't be friends with her. She's mean. Mm-hmm. And I'm going be like Jen M. Like it was just kidding. I was just on a podcast. Yeah, we all say things to be snarky. It's it's not entertaining if I'm neutral, babe. Yeah, you know Emma Stone has had some good performances, I suppose. Yeah, well, she's pretty too. She's I gorgeous. loved her in Superbad. Mm, classic. <laughs> Jules. Do you see Book Book Smart? It was like super badass. No. It's fantastic. Was you it good? Watch. It's so so good. I mean, I love Beanie Feldstein, but I'm like, you really thought outside the box casting Jonah Hill's little sister as the Jonah Hill role in the female mm. version of Superbad. But, but she's so good in it, though. You'll was... fall in love with her. You'll be like, she's the best. I want her to replace Jonah Hill in everything. Well, I loved her in Lady Bird so much, and so I was good. like, and I, honestly, it's just because I'm trying to act and I'm literally doing nothing with it. Where I'm like, uh, it just disappoints me every time I find out that it's like someone is related to someone because I just I wish she was plucked out of obscurity. Yeah, but she's I mean, still that's amazing. Hollywood, babe. Yeah, that's showbiz, kid. That's showbiz, kid. Shitting on the street. I, I always text you that one gif of like, that's yes. showbiz, baby. I love it. I love it. <laughs> anyway, back to Southern Charm. People are like, get back to the episode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anyway, what were we talking? We were talking about Cam's birthday party. Oh, so first of all, I was obsessed with Naomi's jacket. Eliza mm-hmm. arrived with her boyfriend, Don. We were mm-hmm. meeting for the first time. Jason's on call. Craig arrives ready to kick Austin's ass. He's like pissed at Austin because apparently Austin had like invited some people out and then was like, I'm leaving. And what do you make of this? Um, I think Craig bothers himself with other people's shit too much. It's like if someone wants to go home early, like if Austin genuinely wanted to stay out, he would have. Chelsea would not be the reason he went home early. You know, Naomi said something later in the episode that she said to Austin, she said, Austin, you're another reminder to Craig that he's fucked up and he doesn't need a reminder that he's fucked up. And I thought that was spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Because I do think that these men... And I know people like this too. It's like they're wa- they're they're growing out every night and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And the minute they see someone who's kind of got their shit together, isn't going out partying every night, and maybe yeah. has like a good job, a good career, whatever, they don't like it. They don't like it, and they don't know how to process that emotion. So instead, they like act out and say they hate them or they're they're stupid yes. or whatever. And it's like, no, it's actually you, right? It's- yeah, I agree. I think, I, yeah, I think there has to be like a jealousy piece there too, because it's like, even though Austin and Madison are messy, like he still has somebody. He's like kind of trying to better himself and slow down. And I, and Craig's clearly not there yet. He's like drunkenly ordering boxes of beef jerky online, like, you know, his assistant's doing everything. So I do think he's just kind of jealous. And like, if he admitted it, I think then, you know, he could, he could progress. These shows are so interesting to me as a case study, like looking outside the shows, because mm-hmm. it's like they're all expected to be drunk and on camera and going out all the time. Yes. And the show promotes that. And then when they're off season, like when they're not filming, they have all these opportunities to come out to the bars and mm-hmm. come out to the clubs. And that lifestyle eventually catches up with you. And I think it's for the first couple of seasons, like you're doing Southern Charm or Vanderpump Rules mm-hmm. or something. I think it's fun. But then when you're on season six of like, going out drinking all the time, and then in the off-season, going to do club appearances. Yeah. When you live that lifestyle, you can't do things the next day. Like, what were we watching? Was it 
I mean, the wedding is a different story. I know this was mm-hmm. Jackson Brittany's wedding, so of course the people were up late. Yeah. That's a special occasion. Totally. But I feel like there's been other instances, like on Vanderpump Rules, let's say, they'll casually mention like, oh, we were up until four. People were at, we were at the hotel to five yeah. or something. They casually mentioned that kind of thing. And on Southern Charm, they mentioned it last week when the guys were on vacation. And it just happens a lot where I'm thinking like, I don't think, I don't remember a time where I was like up till 5.30 a.m. No. Even on a vacation, maybe a wedding, I'd be up till like 2.30, 3, yeah. like on a special wedding occasion. Yeah. But to do that so regularly, I think it's impossible to have a successful daily life. Yes. Because you're hungover, you're sleeping. Yeah. We see Craig asleep at 12.30. Yeah. And these are the lives that they lead. And so how... I understand how they can't get anything done work-wise because they're fucking tired. Right. But then at a certain point, it's like, stop staying out so late. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You're in your 20s. Like, are you out till 5 a.m. or something? No. I will say in Chicago, like, granted, I was a couple years younger, but also, like, Chicago lends itself to a late-night lifestyle more than L.A. does. Because, like, the bars in Chicago are all open until, like, 3 or 4. In L.A., it's, like, 2, you got to go home. When I lived in Chicago, it was, like, the store was open until 4. The store till 4. I went to the store. Yeah, I went there, like, twice. But Yeah. But even so, I don't think, like, at 5, 30, 6 a.m. I was ever up. And that was, like, early 20s. Like, I don't think... How old is Shep? Like, late 30s? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, too. Not to judge. I hate to judge. I don't mean to judge. But I'm judging. But yeah, and also physically your body can't handle that. Like you can't bounce back from a hangover the way you could when you were like 18, 19, 20. So it's like, yeah, I don't I don't blame Austin for wanting to slow down. And also Craig just needs to like chill. It's like live your bliss. Let him live his. I know. I it ju- seems like he's mad. Yeah, he's mad about something more. I want them to just slow down and then get their shit together. Like I want Austin's beer company to do well, mm-hmm. but he needs to then not go out every night with mm-hmm. Craig. Agreed. I don't know. And these, the Vanderpump kids, I worry because they... Their whole gig is to get drunk at night and fight. Like they only film, yes. they film a lot at night. Not yeah. every scene is at night, but a lot of scenes are at night. And it's just a lot of drinking and like out late. And I don't know how anyone could get anything done. Yeah. That way. So it's all fun and games until, you know. Anyway, then Craig yells at Chelsea <laughs> at the party. Yeah. He gets in a fight with Chelsea. He said, You don't want to date him, get out of his life. Craig was on the brim. He was fully on the brim. And I was also like, Why do you care? I know. Something snapped with Craig. I don't know what it was. It was like, it must have been that thing Naomi said. It's like he sees in Austin what he mm-hmm. is not with himself mm-hmm. or whatever. Cather- also, what? what? Go ahead. You go. You go. Cam gets wasted, which is adorable. Oh, yeah. I know they had a drink counter on stage. I, I love drunk Cameron. She seems like such a good time. And my girl crush on her runs deep as well. I think she's so cute. Cam does what she needs to do. She mm-hmm. knows that she needs to get drunk once a season. Mm-hmm. She does it once a season, religiously. Mm-hmm. She gives the people what they want. She's like, I know I'm on a reality show. I got to let loose once a season. Yeah. And she does. And it's it, she knows how to produce. She's been doing this for a long time. And she's in yeah. the real world. And it's like, and it's funny and it's cute. And it's like, she can still, she doesn't have to be embarrassed about anything she does on this show. I literally like, I've always wanted to be like a Chelsea or a Cam where it's like, they're so pretty and they have close girlfriends, but they're also one of the guys. And when they get drunk, it's like cute and funny and not like men messy and sad mm. i'm still working on that are you messy and sad when you're drunk? it depends on like i mean not really because i don't hang out with people who stress me out anymore but like in times in my life where i've been like oh i should go out with these people because like i just should and then i've already been anxious going into the night then the second you get a lot of alcohol involved specifically whiskey you know you just never know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. i could cry or i could you know yell at someone I am jealous of Chelsea's or of Cameron's role in the show. Yeah. Because I like that she doesn't have to show her life. I don't think it's mm-hmm. appropriate as like a critic of the show, but 
personally, like that's what I would want to do on a reality show. Same. Like I would just want to show up to the group events and just be the narrator of the show and mm-hmm. get to throw in my comments, my two cents, but not be in the midst of the drama. Exactly. Like that's the ideal role. And that's what Bethany does a lot of times too. It's mm-hmm. like, she's sort of, um, maybe that's not true. Bethany gets into it. Yeah. But I feel like Bethany somehow is always in control, even when she does get into it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like she's ever edited to really look like she doesn't have her shit together. Even yeah. when she's losing her mind. Did you hear in that fight where Naomi said that Craig would call her the C word if she didn't want to go out? Did you I hear did that? It was like this. off the cuff. And I was <gasps> like, what? It made me mad at my That's Craigie. scary. Yeah. I, it's not appropriate if that's yeah. true. Well, because she was like, I'm just happy that like you're seeing this. Big this if is- true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Because like, it's like, she's basically like, I have seen this behind closed doors for so long. And I think she just seems kind of, seemed kind of happy that it was out in the open. Mm-hmm. And I think her and Matula are really sweet. Do you find him to like neg her a little bit? A little. Yeah. It worries me, but I'm, I still love my Matul too. He's beautiful and he's, I mean, he must be a good man, but, but I feel like maybe like, I do think Naomi is kind of like a spitfire. And I think that kind of like banter where it's like, he loves her, but he kind of busts her chops a little. I think she finds that dynamic sexy. Do you remember that dream song? He loves me. He loves you not. No matter what you do, he's always going to be with you. He's into what he's got. He loves me. He He loves loves you not. Get a grip. <laughs> Get a grip. Oh, I've missed those days. Yeah. So good. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Now try. Wait, don't sing anymore. We're going to have to pay for this. Sorry. You're right. You're right. Copyright infringement. Enough. Enough. He loves me. Okay. Stop. <laughs> uh, oh, did you hear Craig say to Shep? Like, Shep was trying to calm Craig down, and Craig said, This is a mirror image of America. You deflect it and put it on me. I didn't understand what Craig was getting at here. Yeah. He said, This is a mirror image of America, and I didn't understand what that meant. I I don't really Was he just drunk? I don't know what the fuck Craig is talking about a lot of the time. I yeah. think he's a little bit delusional. Stupid. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit of a dumb dumb. Um yeah, I don't I feel like he's just he was just pulling random phrases out of his ass to deflect so that he doesn't have to take any responsibility for the fact that he was acting like literally insane and irrational mm-hmm. about something dumb. And you- what? I also just think his relationship with Naomi, like when, you know, they're, he's like, that's because there's unresolved stuff between us. It's like, you're not Allie and Noah. Like, you're not like, it's still not over. Like, she doesn't love you that way. Another Ryan all. Gosling film. This is well, sponsored by Ryan Gosling. I didn't mean to do this. Sorry. No, I, I love the notebook. Mm-hmm. You know, Rachel McAdams, I just rewatched Morning Glory last weekend. I, mean, I one rewatched of my it recently. It's on Amazon now. Is it's, that where you I watch know? it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A classic film. It's so good. Underrated. Anyway, at this picnic for cam's birthday they were shucking oysters and there was a moment where shep downed oh. an oyster and i've never seen anything grosser on it screen looked like a ball sack it looked like he just downed a ball sack and yeah. you know i love to see a man a man put another man's ball sack in the mouth Hello. but this was too far it was this was it too, was just the way it was like dripping out of the shell and he just was like oh and like went underneath oh, it and i can't it, it was, was like disgusting it was so disgusting it was like an image that i swear i'll never forget it's just gonna haunt me for the rest of my life and it's worse than seeing shep in the shower like i'd rather see literally anything else. yeah no it was hideous and i just don't need to see anyone eating oysters but particularly like just that I'm not a seafood eater either, so oh, forgive me. Yeah, you're like Sheena. I don't like the shells. I don't like the rock. Um, <laughs> I'm a little kid when it comes to like seafood. I just like, I, I don't like it. I, I, I don't like to see something's face. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want, I don't want a shrimp if I have to like shell it or like a lobster. Do you know mm, what I mean? Of course. But yeah. if the tails are off the shell, like I'll, I'll dip it in butter and I'll just like shove it in my face. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to say, sorry, you go. 
I was just going to say crab legs. I like to, when I was younger, my brother, one of my, my oldest brother, he used to love crab legs and we would go on vacation and I would get the meat out of the, I used to love like the task, the task of getting the crab leg meat out. But you didn't out. eat it? I didn't eat it. No. So I would, they would love it because like my middle brother and I, we would do the crab legs and then yeah. give it to the rest of the table. Wow. You're great to have on vacation. I yeah. I know. Wow. But did you, were you so busy doing it that you didn't even, I was going to say, okay, so yours is easy to eat. A burger and a Shirley Temple. I used to love a Shirley Temple. Shirley Temples are delicious. The best. And as an adult, you can have a dirty Shirley, which is just a Shirley Temple with vodka. I've never done that, Hannah. I, I need haven't to do either. That. But my friend Jessica used to love them when I we first started drinking. I was obsessed with Shirley Temples, like Same. obsessed. I thought I was so fancy getting them at a Same. restaurant. I would go to Bat Bar Mitzvahs. I'd be like, "Yo, hit me with a Shirley." <laughs> Give me a Shirley, bitch. Yeah. And then I got so fat from Bat Bar Mitzvah season because it was just like mozzarella sticks and like dessert tables and chicken fingers and like ten Shirley Temples. I will never forget Bar Bat Mitzvah season for as long as I live. I'm not Jewish, but I remember going to yeah. all of them during that season. It was the best time. I'll never forget a girl named Jenny doing the choreographed dance to. Christine Christina Aguilera's genie in a bottle at Bat Mitzvah. I bet that was really cool. She thought she was like hot shit. She like knew she was hot shit. She had like memorized the dance like right when it came out. Yes. And she was on the dance floor and I'll never forget her just doing the full genie dance. What was she wearing? Was she wearing like a she crop was wearing top like and a, cargo pants? A black crop top. And then I don't remember what pants, but I'll never forget like the top and doing like that genie. And she like cleared the floor. She's like, I got this, guys. And it was like right when it came out. So she Whoa. must have memorized it like immediately. I love that. And everyone was so impressed by her. She just did the full fucking genie in a bottle. That's incredible. I remember my bat mitzvah theme was Hannah in Hollywood. And um, did I tell you this already? You told me this once. Yes. Yeah. Um, but... I will say the movie Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen had just come out. And I love that song. That girl was a one-time teenage <laughs> drama queen. Lindsay Lohan. And I wanted that to be my entrance music. But then I was like too embarrassed to tell the DJ. So they just sent me out to like Creed or something like that. No, oh, I'm kidding. It was Creed. some pop song. I used to like that song. What if I avenge? What if I... <laughs> Do you remember that Creed song? I yes. was like really hardcore into it. It's just embarrassing. Wow. I also love Nickelback, but that's neither here nor there. The point Daniel. is... <laughs> What? Wait, look at this photograph. <laughs> Remember that Nickelback song? Every time I look at Max Miller. <laughs> Wait, we're doing Cher doing Nickelback. Look at this photograph. <laughs> I, I literally meant to do a Nickelback impression and then it just came out of How Cher. you remind me. What was that song? This is how, this is how you remind me. Of what I of really what I really <laughs> This is how you remind me of what I really am. What was the wait? What was the one? The rock star one. What? He one? mentioned Cher in that song. Which one? Rock star. I'm through with standing in lines. Club. I'll never get in. Wait, <laughs> what is this? I don't. You I'm know that one standing better than in I. Clubs. Mm, no, clubs. I'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna know. win. Rocks. It's called a rock star. And he mentioned. I once Cher. edited a vi- video of like friends to that song, like pictures of friends. Like, oh my god, was this like how old were you? When you- was this like last it was like week? College or-, or something? Oh my god, I love that. But a yeah, he video. mentions Nickelback mentions Cher. He says like he wants his star in the Walk of Fame like next to Cher. So do I. Circles. How circles. you remind me of what I really am. <laughs> you know, Cher did that ABBA cover album. We need yes. her to cover Nickelback's. <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, I can't. Okay, we need to take a quick commercial break here, and then we'll come back. We'll talk more Southern Charm. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking 
Uh, Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crew neck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E.com iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. What are we talking about on this episode? Where Sorry. are we? Sorry, guys. I don't know where I am. Basically, oh, also, I want to mention, you talk about hat work all the time, which mm. I love that you honor that. There's some glove work going on with Catherine in, in this episode. <laughs> Catherine's fashions are bizarre to me. Like, I don't understand them, and they're always different. Yeah. It's, it she's just, like the Katie Maloney of Southern Charm, where I'm just like, what is happening? There's like no cohesive style. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I just don't know what's going on all the time with Catherine. In that hypnosis scene, she was wearing like a shawl kind of thing yeah. when she walked in, and it was like, it doesn't look like her. Right. It's so like buttoned up. 
Yeah. And I feel like every single scene, she's wearing something different. But on Southern Chime, I've been saying for weeks, it's like they're all dressed for different occasions on this show. Always. Like, none of them seem to have any sort of cohesive styling. Like, you can never tell what the weather is. Like, if yes. you were to just try to figure out the weather based on their outfits, you'd be like, well, what the fuck did you can't. Dress up? Like, Cam was in like a little like white button up with like skinny pants and little like loafer slides. But then meanwhile, Danny's in like a little puffy, like dry fit type, like Patagonia jacket with like her hands in the pockets. Yeah. And uh, it, Eliza was just wearing a shirt with stars on it. Yeah. <laughs> like random stars. Naomi had a nice, what looked like a thick jacket. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, like a yeah. wool or something. At this party. Yeah. It was very weird. And then Catherine had plaid gloves. Equestrian style. You know, Naomi was talking about Craig and how on the trip, so they decided to take this trip to Colorado. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. This was maybe one of my all-time favorite Bravo vacation invites, Mm -hmm. because Cameron was just drunk. They were like, do you want to go to Colorado? And she's like, y'all, we're going to Colorado. She just told everyone like that. And I was like, this is so much better than when they try to do like a... I don't know. When they try to go around, they're like, we have to make up first before we can invite you on the trip. Right. Or when it's like one person's in their car and they're like, what do you think about da da da? And they're like, um, let me check. Okay. Yeah. Was This was perfect producing. Like, just get the whole cast somewhere yes. and just say, someone can drunkenly announce that you're going to Colorado. And they're like, great. Do I wish it was somewhere else? Maybe. Uh, I wish they would go on an overseas trip. Oh, yes, like Bahamas or something. Is the budget just not there for Southern Charm? It's a high-rated show. I know. That's like, I've always been curious about that, too, because remember, it took like three seasons for them to even get a real reunion, which is so silly. It used to be in the Bravo Clubhouse. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it's very highly rated. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, so was Below Deck, too, by the way. Yeah. Like, Below Deck, I think, is gets better ratings than a lot of the Housewives. Yeah. So where's the money going to? I don't Whitney's know. Whitney's pocket? He's a producer. Ugh, Fucking Whitney. Fucking Whitney, bro. Yeah, oh, he wasn't Whitney. in this episode. It's fine. It was nice. We got no Patricia either. Yeah. We got yeah. a lot of them last. We got a lot of Patricia last week and a lot of Whitney and that whole boys trip. So it was nice to get a break. Yeah, a little a little breather. Yeah. Anyway, Naomi says that she's doesn't want to tell Matul about going. She says she doesn't want to go on this vacation. This was a red flag to me. She said, mm-hmm. I don't even want to tell Matul about it. Oh, you're right. That was kind of weird. I thought he's a little controlling. I yeah. think he's a little controlling. Well, I would just be like, yo, Matul, come on this trip with me. Mm-hmm. Or like deal with it i'm going because my friends it's, are going and also it's my job and also it's my job like i think there is it is something to say if this was real life mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a cast trip mm-hmm. i think it'd be one thing for naomi to be like look i'm not going on a trip with my ex-boyfriend that's yeah. totally understandable but this is the job this is right. like literally the job and so i need her on the trip mm-hmm. we need her on the trip because there will be a cred confrontation we need exactly i love when she yells at him i think it's funny and necessary yeah and can we get patricia on this trip Bring her on the trip. Bring, I'm gonna go on the trip, and then she'll bring Michael on the trip. Yeah, let's get them on there. Yeah, I would. What's like, Michael's story? Yeah, I don't know. What did he? He said something earlier this season that was like, "Ooh, Michael." He said I didn't, something spicy. I didn't like how he was treating the drive-through person at McDonald's. Yeah, it was like he was giving him lip. He's the drive-through person said like, or Michael said, uh, "No tomatoes," and he's mm-hmm. like, "There's no tomatoes on it." And then the drive-thru said, but there's ketchup. And he's like, well, ketchup's tomatoes, isn't it? And I got pissed at him. Yeah, you know. Never forget. McDonald's used to have hot mustard for nuggets. I loved the hot mustard, but now they just have honey mustard. And it's not the same thing. And I remember there was one day where I was like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to eat a bunch of McDonald's in my car. So I was like. Sounds like Wednesday for me. Yeah, I was (laughs) like, I was like, can you have, do you have hot mustard? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, what, will you remind me what sauces you have? And she lists all them and she lists hot mustard as a sauce. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said you you didn't have hot mustard. And she's like, we don't, we have honey mustard. And I was like, okay. And then she kind of like ruined the occasion. But an asshole. I know. And like, bring back the hot mustard. 
I get really bad when McDonald's change their chicken nugget recipe to like real chicken because I used to like the fake chicken that yes. they had. Do you remember that? That like rubbery brown. The weird. It was like dark brown. Like half the nuggets would be like a chicken color, I and then the other it. one would be like a rubbery brown. Those and are my like, favorite Those ones. were the ones that were good. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they shifted, and it's like I want the non-chicken chicken back. No, and I hate when people to this day. We're not like, going to McDonald's for health. No, when people are like, "Have you seen Super Size Me?" I'm like, "Yes," and like, "Fuck off!" Like, I still like McDonald's. That motherfucker, Morgan Spurlock. You ruined everything. You ruined the supersized meals for all of us. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I want a giant ass big Diet Coke. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. And like, maybe I want it like once a year. Like, let me live. Like, what a fucking asshole. I know that we were supposed to praise him for like exposing McDonald's, but he ruined supersizing for all of us. And also, here's the thing. It was if, so easy to go and just get a dollar extra supersize. I know. And the other thing, too, is like if you ate a giant plate of like spaghetti and meatballs all day, every day for a month, probably the same thing would happen. Like if you eat anything in excess like that. It's going to be gross. Hannah, a hundred percent. Like we, we know what we're getting into when we're supersizing our meals. So like, leave us the fuck alone. Some of us are going through emotional traumas when yeah. we go to get a supersized meal. And now we can't even do that. I know. Instead, I just got to order like three meals. I know. Three separate meals. And a small fry is like literally just like a fry in a little sleeve now. Like the orders have gotten so tiny. It's disgusting. It's all that fuckers, Morgan Spurlock or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> <laughs> He's my new arch, arch nemesis now. I'm adding yeah. him to the list. Yeah, Melissa Joan Fart, Patty, Patty Stanger, <laughs> and Morgan Spurlock. I'm, I'm in a court. People keep asking me about Melissa Joan Fart's her, her arch nemesis. And there is no real, there's like a little bit of a reason, but it's not really a real reason. It's just no, sort of a joke. I'm but, sorry. I think it's a really good reason. Well, I mean, she did post my meme and say, who posted this after? And she commented on yours yeah. and literally was like, this is so funny. So it's like, stop acting like you're above it, Melissa. You're not. Well, yeah. Melissa Joan. She knows what she did. She knows what she did. Anyway, this episode ends next week. Apparently, what's her name arrives? Ashley. Yep. More glove work. Just saying. And she gives some shade about Patricia. She says, Patricia's almost 80. And it's like, I don't like when anyone says anyone's age. No, age shaming is not cute. Did I age shame Danny earlier in this podcast episode? Maybe. Perhaps, but... (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I want the title of my autobiography to be It's Only Okay When I Do It, because that's how I feel about a lot of things. That's a good title. Yeah, thank you. That's really Copyright, bitches. Yeah. I'm very excited for Ashley to show up, though. Do I think she's a complete and utter monster? Of course. But I think she's going to spice up the episode next week. I'm very excited. I know. I wonder how long she'll stick around. I think just I think she's in two episodes. I heard two. Okay, I'll take but two. But I, I think one next week and probably like a finale. And then the don't touch me. You yeah. don't have to touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. She gets kicked out don't of the party. Don't touch me. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Wow, Hannah. Wow. That's the episode of Southern Charm. Before I let you go, I want to talk about a couple things. First of all, the hills. Are you watching the hills? Yes. I. Uh, what are you making of it so far? I don't think any of them have the personality to carry a reality show, but I will be watching anyway. And also, I was in the background this week, so that was cool. Oh, wait. I did have a question about this. So Yes. The second week just aired. Mm -hmm. I loved the premiere. Yes. Thought it was great. Second episode, not impressed. Mm -hmm. But you were there. Yes. And you had invited... You guys had invited me. Yes. To come. And I remember that happened recently-ish. It was like April. Yeah. Okay. So let me just say this. So I had talked about this on the show i had heard they refilmed like the whole season like they shot it right and then had to refilm it because it was basically boring is what i heard i don't know if that's true but there's proof of that because you were in the second episode that filmed in april mm-hmm. so they did refilm it that's the second episode so they must have they shot they did that confirmed to me that they must have shot because they had allegedly been filming for months before right that. right and this was the second episode. So that's proof. I, so do you think they're going to splice together like old footage and newer footage? I think they just didn't really have anything. God. But well, it still seems like they don't really have anything. Like, I don't need to see Prez Hilton. No. 
I don't, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. I also just think like, I talked about this on my show and briefly to you, like what it took to be a reality star in 2001 is so much different than what it takes in 2019 because it's like them being hot and going to the club was like enough for a reality Mm -hmm. show. But if you really think about it, like not a whole lot happened on the Hills. No, so so slow. Yeah. It was like Spencer and Heidi drama was pretty much all that show had going for it. And then like Lauren, like every now and then getting drunk and sloppy, which happened maybe twice throughout the entire series. And then Kristen like carried her season because she's just a star. But like, now with those people like them being hot like isn't enough for me to like reality show anymore like i expect drama yeah i find myself more excited about the new people on the show like brandon i'm excited when he's on screen or even i like looking at brody but i'm interested in the wife like i feel like there's an interesting thing there but the stephanie justin bobby thing is like so manufactured and it's like let's stop pretending that audrina and justin bobby have anything justin bobby has a girlfriend with like seven million followers that if you look on instagram you can see that they've been together so it's like i don't like any of that fake fakey stuff like we can see through all of that but i We'll keep watching the show, but I just was not impressed by episode two. I wasn't either. And also, like, it, I feel bad for Misha Barton, but, like, when she talks about her acting career, like, she was this, like, Oscar-winning actress that got taken down by Perez. I'm like, I, I don't know what it's like to be abused on the internet like that, so I'm not trying to, like, diminish what happened to her. But I'm like, babe, like, you were the puking girl in The Sixth Sense. You were in A Ring of Endless Light on the Disney Channel, and then you were in The O.C. Like, she was also appeared in one scene in Notting Hill. Oh, really? She did, yeah. As a child? As a child. You know, I... She was good in the Enrique Iglesias video. Which one was she in? Baby, I'm addicted. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she, he's like in jail and she's like crying and like touching the glass. <laughs> she looked amazing. Her uh, boobs looked good. I think I feel a little bit differently. Like, I do think that he was like such an asshole. To, and I do think she was like very, she was an it girl then. She wasn't like in a ton of big things, but she was an it girl. She was a personality. Yeah. She was for an sure. it girl. And it was like, he was an asshole to her. And he used to do so many awful things like outing people who weren't ready and she mentioned that in the show yeah and like he was just such an asshole online such and we all were i have said this on the show many times i was on Pres hilton all the time consuming that yeah but it was just the nastiest content and like the to give him any sort of platform again just upsets me totally i will also though like the confrontation between them like wasn't even a confrontation and yeah. she was like that was cathartic that felt good and i was like but what did you even say i'm glad he apologized like i did appreciate sure. apologize. do you but... remember when he outed bethany frankel's pregnancy no he like I think I'd stopped reading he post, then. I, I only knew that because it was on Real Housewives of New York but Bethany was like oh my god oh my god how did oh this oh my god out? you're right yes and like two people knew she was like how does Perez know how does Perez know and then Jason was obviously really upset I just I don't know he did so many awful things yeah. and it's I guess closure but also just weird drama to be putting in the show this many care. years yeah, later I don't, I don't need and to see obviously that. they didn't have anything because they filmed that in April right anyway what else are, do we have to talk about we have to talk about or- Real Housewives of Orange County did you see the trailer? I have not seen the trailer yet, but Vicky I was demoted to, to Frenda. Yeah. You did? No, I you did. didn't. I emailed you. I said, watch the trailer. Fuck. I'm sorry. Do you want to stop it? And then no, I can no, watch no, it really I'm kidding, fast. No, I'm kidding. But let's talk about Vicky. That's all we need to talk about is Vicky. Demoted, demoted to friend of. Look, I sort of think that it was high time, but I'm not good with change. And I think the signal's like a bigger issue in the Housewives universe. It means that no one's safe. Yeah. And I think that Vicky should have been demoted, but... The idea that they, the audacity that they kept mm-hmm. the rest of the same cast and demoted her is crazy to As me. As if, like, anyone's bringing more to the table than she is. Like, like it was shocking to me. Yeah. Like, I, I thought Tamara should have also been demoted, and I don't know about Gina and Emily either. Yeah. It's like, they brought back the same exact cast, but they demoted her. That makes no sense to me. But I think it was like a... A point that executives wanted to make. Totally. Where it was like, none of you are safe. You better step your shit up. I, I, You posted on your story that 
if they come for Ramona, like that's going to be a big problem. I will literally lose. I don't think they can. I don't think they can either. No, I don't think they will. I think, I think everyone in New York is on their A game. If anyone, I think it would be Luann. I just don't like, I don't know. It's, it worries me about Ramona because we also know Nini is allegedly like sitting out filming of the beginning of next season Mm -hmm. and Vanderpump's gone. It's just like the OGs aren't safe. I know technically Nini's not an OG because she took a couple seasons off. Yeah. But isn't Nini like a nightmare person to work with though? Like, isn't she difficult? That's like what the rumors are. yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, I think Lisa was a good move for her to leave because I think she had run her course on the show. All they were gonna do was like try and tear her down and i like i like her as the head of vanderpump rules as opposed to like the the victim in beverly hills um but yeah it it is a little alarming vicky i don't know i would have liked them to just totally reboot that whole cast let alone it hasn't been good in years it's been terrible that's why i didn't watch the trailer sorry because like i haven't been following it in so long the trailer was underwhelming completely i did hear that they like left out a lot of the footage and so my guess is that they maybe learned to like keep some of the good footage out but i don't know orange county's been so bad for like three years so maybe it's just bad but i do think that the past couple of seasons they've edited like really great trailers and then it's been shitty seasons yeah so maybe they they blew their load in the trailer yeah i don't know it just like i feel like orange county has just been so bad and that that wasn't the change i think that was necessary Mm mm-hmm I I mean, I think like Jersey is an example of a franchise that was down for a while and I think it's now back up. And I feel like with that franchise, the the cast shakeups that were made were really helpful. And Yeah. yeah, it's good to get rid of some of the OGs. I always say with Jersey, I love Jersey now. It's gotten really good. It's gotten really good. I took like three years off of it, though. Once Caroline was gone and, you know, thus my. Yeah. You know, my boyfriend. Your boyfriend, Albie Manzo. Yeah. You love him. I, I couldn't. I just couldn't continue to partake. I think the power dynamics on Jersey are just off because it's so Teresa-centric. And I don't know that they need to get rid of her because she is great TV. Yeah. Remember when she shoved Andy into a chair? Oh, classic. So good. He was like, whoa! <laughs> Prostitution, what? Engaged 19 times? Oh, yeah. I know. Jersey's had some ups and some downs. It has. Everyone has Everyone a story. Everyone has a story. I love singing in this episode. Hannah, anything else? We got to talk about your show real quick. Where can people find you? Where can they listen to your show? Uh, You're covering the hills, right? I am. I'm covering... I, I'm sort of dabbling around. I TBH don't really know what I'm doing right now. It's really whatever I feel. You know what? That's good. Whatever I feel in my heart. true faith um well thank you so much for having me as always it was a pleasure and thank you for letting me drink out of this stitch mug yeah i i everyone should know this i've never talked about this on the show but i have an addiction to disney coffee mugs Mm -hmm. i love a big mug a Mm -hmm. big coffee mug. i love any kind of coffee mug Mm -hmm. i also showed you i got a new mug that says hot mama hot mama it's my heather thompson mug hey hot mama anyway i love a big mug specifically a disney store mug Mm -hmm. and you're drinking out of a big stitch one Mm -hmm. i'm drinking out of a big monsters inc mug yeah these are my favorites so i said do not break it silly yeah so i was careful um i just want to say on the stitch mug what size mug do you like um i like it you know i go more for like the aesthetic over the size Oh. Oh. I need mine to be 16 ounces or more. Yeah. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, I don't mean to put them in blast, but sometimes the DisneyStore.com, they put the sizing of the mugs wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And it'll (gasps) say, like, 16 ounces, then I'll get it. I'll be like, this is definitely not. Like, I know my sizes. Wow. I'm sorry that that happens to you. Just don't let it happen again, Disney Store. Hello. 
Hello. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I go for an aesthetic coffee. of a mug over a size. But, you know, my favorite one has a drawing of all the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills around it. And it was like when Eileen was on the show. And mm-hmm. it's by an artist named Adrian Valencia. He makes beautiful drawings of the wives and beautiful prints, like pop culture prints. I'm just having a thought I had meant to do for this episode. I wanted us to do a Pepperidge Farm taste test because they sent me a bunch of cookies. And I totally forgot until just this moment. But maybe we'll, you'll have to come back and do that. Oh my God. The cookies will be gone by that now time, I'm but hungry. I'll buy more. Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> I'll give you some. Um, well, thank you for having me and for not feeding me, but giving me coffee. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, guys, listen to my show. Whatever it is, I like to think that it's pop culture centric and fun to listen to. It is fun. You're it's so called, funny. Thank you. It's called Brown Eyed Junicorn, like J-E-W-N-I-C-O-R-N. It's on iTunes and SoundCloud. I also have a Patreon page for it. Patreon.com. You just started a Patreon page. Yep. I'm, I'm recapping Pretty Wild. Oh, how fun. So that's been wild and fun. Um, and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hannah A. Brown. And if you like Hannah's podcast, like go to the Patreon and spend a couple dollars to help support Hannah because it's really important. I mean, we're all out here hustling. Do your, do your Lisa Renna say I'm a hustler. Oh, yeah. Don't hustle the hustler. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so subscribe to her Patreon. Subscribe to my Patreon. I'm on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. You go to everything. Uh, you go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. I just posted a bonus episode over there where I answer some questions. I had people send in some questions. Love. So I talk a little bit about more Orange County. I talk Nancy Myers. I talk about all sorts of stuff. And go listen to that. It's $4 or more per month. If you donate, you get access to the bonus episodes, one per month. More importantly, just helping to support the show. The live shows are sold out. I'm so excited. Thank you to everyone who bought a ticket. And I will leave you all with that. I think that's it. Did I forget anything? No. I love you all so much for listening. This will be the only episode this week, so I apologize. I don't think there's a new episode of Real Houses in New York. No. Because it's July 4th. You're doing great, sweetie. But even if there is, I'm take- Daddy's taking a little break. You know what? Enjoy your 4th. Yeah. I love you all. Happy 4th. Happy America. Yay. Bye. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. Uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons.
I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. 